How do we start this? Uh, I don't know. How do people normally start this? I don't know. Welcome to my podcast. Okay, well, let's try that. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you think you should redo this or? <laughs> no, I think it's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are here with our first episode and we're not really sure how to do this, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Um, we are back and we are with you. Can we you? are the bad dog moms. We are the bad, that's right, that is the title <laughs> of our podcast. Um, and we're super excited here because we're actually sitting here with Lynn, who has agreed to be our first victim in us trying to interview someone successfully. Um, so thank you so much, Lynn. <laughs> I'm excited. Good. Fine. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you came to who, you, where you are, what you do? Um, just one moment because Jax would like to say something. Hi, Jax. We're sitting here. We're also interviewing Jax, and he's <laughs> licking the mic, snuffling the mic. <laughs> he says hi to everybody. Hi, Ben. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I've been here in the Okanagan for, um, I guess, 2016. So that is. Five. Let's do the math. Six, six years. Six years. Six years. Yes. Yeah. Sixteen yeah. plus six okay. is six years. Six years. <laughs> Not a math. Um, we question. are all adults here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do the math. Um, so yeah, I was cert- I got certified in North Vancouver with uh, the CCPDT. So uh, the um, what does that stand for? The Certified Council of Professional Dog Trainers. Well, I'm impressed that you remembered that. I would have been like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, I have to stop and think. It's like yeah. acronyms are not my thing. And, um, but I do, you know, I have, I should know. I've had that for almost 10 years now. So yeah, it's, um, it's a really, it's a really interesting governing body. It's, it's a good venture to go towards. Mm-hmm. It's a good goal to go towards as a dog trainer. Yeah. Um, I definitely have great resources of fabulous, fabulous dog trainers from all over the world. That's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then what's your company called? So my company is Canine Connection Pet Dog Training. Mm-hmm. So um, Canine Pet Dog Training and, and here in the Okanagan. And yes, I teach, uh, I teach a few group classes, mostly uh, puppy. And then the basic manners, which is six months and up, so lots of adolescence. And then a, um, a more intermediate outdoor one, mm-hmm. scent class, and lots of privates, with, um, which will deal with a lot of, um, well, people that can't make it to group classes yeah. or behavior modification with certain specific behavioral Do you concerns. generally tend to like recommend group classes and then privates off of that if they're not able to oh, do the group class? Oh, man, I think in the perfect world, if people had the money and the time, I think yeah. private's the way to start yeah. and then group yeah. because I, I feel like a lot of people come to group a bit unprepared and surprised yeah. how much stimulation the group class around other dogs and people are really difficult for their dog. Especially, yeah. I feel like, in a puppy class. <laughs> like, oh, that's been yeah. my experience. And, like, even when I came to shadow your class, yeah. um, I was like, oh, my God, these people, like, it's it's a lot it's a lot to get used to I find mm-hmm. and once the once you got the group it's 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 good but I do see what you're saying and well and too like sadly I mean they're they're taking the the advice that's coming from the veterinarian office which is mm-hmm. which is good advice it's true yeah. about uh, the risk of not having fully vaccinated puppies exposed yeah, to uh, elements and that like uh, like sick dogs or un sick unvaccinated dogs but. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, that is keeping the puppies extremely isolated and unprepared for any stimulation. So um, they come in and they're 
really challenging for people and they're surprised because they've never seen that they've had their puppy for a month and they haven't yeah. seen that out of them and they they're just absolutely shell-shocked and that's yeah. we're talking three four month old puppies here yeah. well i think a lot of dog owners too especially puppy owners they don't realize that socializing their dogs sometimes can just be like sitting on your tailgate watching people walk by and you know food rewarding whenever they engage with you or like sitting in a buggy and walking around pet smart mm -hmm. like they don't have to be actively engaging with other people and other dogs all the time to be socialized 100 percent, and mm -hmm. actually covid mm -hmm. which which is funny yeah. worked the best for yeah. socialization because yeah. you could go to a parking lot with your puppy mm -hmm. in the car and roll down the window and a hundred people would pass by yeah. mm -hmm. and you could work from in your car. Then you could start walking around, you know, the Home Depot parking yeah. lot yeah. And, and Bucker Fields and no one's coming pet into your stores. bubble being like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and people didn't ruin it by like, oh, I don't yeah. care if your puppy jumps on me and mm -hmm. and and all of that stuff. Yeah, but I would like to add on like COVID puppies though. I'm from the island, so I get a lot of COVID puppy cases where people are like, oh, my dog has behavioral problems, doesn't like strangers because of COVID, or it's a COVID puppy, so it's reactive and things kind of like that. As a Kind of like a barrier. It's yeah, a label. It's a, it's a kind of a part diagnosis yeah. mm -hmm. that I feel is either missed or misunderstood mm -hmm. at the time when, when temperament can be changed. Mm -hmm. And actually, because that's, that's most likely a temperament thing mm -hmm. that was showing to a, uh, a dog trainer who would be versed in body language and yeah. temperament that would say oh um not to say that red flag is a bad but that's yeah. that's that to me that a red flag would mean that's immediate that's your immediate priority yeah. is that your dog is wary showing wariness to people yeah. and and they won't outgrow that yeah. um often and this is a temperament thing and temperament we can work on before they're turned for before they're four and a half months old mm -hmm. Um, that's when all their brain cells are connecting the little, little synopsis and neural pathways. So we want to make sure they have as many good connections to being around people as possible. Yeah. What does that exactly mean? Well, you know that everybody's interpretation of that is going to vary. Yeah. But but I call it like filling the filling uh, your bank account, your puppy's bank account. Mm -hmm. Fill it up with the most positive experiences as, as possible. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, being handled by new people no, or totally. fed by new people. Yeah. Yeah. And I also do think that a lot of people think that genetics actually don't play a role in oh. a lot of puppies yeah. and a lot of dogs too. Like you can do everything right from A to B, like a hundred percent, and you still end up with a reactive dog because yep. of strong genetics. And I feel yeah. like that is something that a lot of people miss, or you can do everything wrong and then you end up with a golden retriever named Striker, who is just like the happiest, <laughs> happiest go lucky dog yeah. and yeah. has no issues. There's three factors to behavior temperament, breed, and environment. So all of that's building strongly before they become five months. So they're born with their temperament, but we can actually affect, we can have, make some really great changes to environment and outlets yeah. so that the, the temperament can actually change. So you think um, it's like not, it's like the main changes that happen with a dog happen before five months? Yep. Okay. It, yeah, they're imprinted, yeah. they're solid. They're, they're yeah. really, really difficult. To change. To, to change after that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I would like to know your opinion on this. So, my dog Penny, totally friendly, happy-go-lucky, loved other dogs, hit two, hates a lot. Okay, of so that's okay. So, but dogs are also capable of what we call a one-time learning event. Okay. Can be extremely 
traumatic, well, kind of not even traumatic, can be extremely amazing. Mm -hmm. And they'll go, oh, I'm going to look at that tree every single time I go by it, in case that squirrel's up there. Because yeah. that was so fun to chase. Or I went around the corner and this dog spooked me and ran into me and it was startled me. Like I went to a dog park and it ran and nailed me against the fence. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to look out for that every single time I'm there or I see that type of dog because yeah. that was so, had such a, a huge impact on that dog. Yeah. Puppies have a curiosity stage. Totally, totally. So they will oh, often go curiously <laughs> to other dogs. Yeah. yeah. And then and then they hit adolescence and, and then they will possibly go in a little strong or go up and they're now big. Mm -hmm. And then they might get nailed by an adult dog slightly unfairly. Mm -hmm. And and then they'll go, Whoa, adult mm -hmm. dogs are mm -hmm. are mean. There's also there's also a bit of a breeder a breeder imprint there like sometimes i find with certain breeder environments if the if the mother was contained with the puppies and couldn't be able to walk out and or remove herself from the litter we can risk having a mother who is either over tolerant or okay. or, or intolerant which is mm -hmm. not good for puppies because the, the mother is supposed to have some yeah that's enough of you guys i'm going to i'm not the flyby shark milk bar now i'm going to yeah. walk out until you guys calm and i'm going to come in when you're mm. calm and then and, and none of that and so that and that's when puppies learn how to be alone for the first time and learn how to kind of respect um yeah. being around an adult dog and then if she's trapped she either becomes so tolerant that those puppies don't have any real good guidelines yeah. and then or she is so intolerant that they're actually a little bit nervous about dogs because they're kind of explosive okay. so 60 percent of adult dogs huh. don't even want to meet a new dog yeah and i never that pushed her in any kind of situation so where she had to it could not not nothing could have gone wrong it mm -hmm. could be just that your dog and, and i see this a lot in puppy class i'm like Ooh, your dog is really strongly attracted to dogs. Yeah. Ooh, your dog loves people. You're a people dog and mm -hmm. really could do without the dogs. Don't take yeah. your dog to a dog park. Kind of tell the temperament then that you're like, your dog is really neutral around dogs. Yay. There's the really highly attractive dog, dog detracted dogs that you, mm -hmm. you typically don't have that problem with, but the rest, yeah. you, you know that there's a high chance that when you're with your dog, especially a dog breed that really bonded to you, and yeah. a dog comes into your space, especially face on, especially on a tight leash, they're gonna say no thanks to yeah. that. Oh yeah. Yeah, hi. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's sixty forty. I mean, how has Jack's been? Like, also for our for our listeners, if there are any of you out there, um, the way that I originally know Lynn is her dog Jacks is my dog Whiskey's dad, and that's how we originally met. And I went to her puppy class like way back in the day. Um, and yeah, how has it been having Jax like as a as a dog, like demo dog? Do you use him? Like what are some of the issues that maybe hit him when he was two? And you were like, oh, oh my goodness. Good question. I mean, I never, I never intentionally put him in like a demo dog situation. But what I did notice is how brilliant he was with fear aggressive dogs. Oh, really? Yeah, and so he was fabulous about going in, because he would go in hot, yeah. right? And then, and then, but he would stop, and and offer the body language the dog needed to oh, to be able to receive, and he'll do anything, anything, yeah. anything to get into that dog's space. And so he would he would reciprocate in any way he could, and it was really fun to watch, provided that you know I would make sure I had permission, because if it was meeting. 
I wasn't the, oh, he's friendly, mm -hmm. and watching him dive in, 120-pound dog. <laughs> we love dog those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would really look like this. Uh, can my dog see your dog, me yelling like 50 feet away, <laughs> and, and they're already picking up their 60-pound dog going across the street because yeah. they're like, oh, is it safe? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I say, well, you know, he's very, very, very friendly, but I just want to ask because if he went, if I was in an off-leash place and he mm -hmm. went in without me kind of stopping and, settling him he would go in hot like that if yeah. the person was on leash with her dog I would what I would always see is the dog show interest and then the person get tense and then that dog show reactivity when I would do it where I would stop him ask they said no that was fine he he has to have a no once in a while too anyways right yeah, for sure. totally. and and then when it was okay or if it if they were like a maybe we you know sometimes we talk about it and we would figure it out and then we walk together we parallel walk and then she'd mm -hmm. say Oh, my dog's not normally good with intact males, or my dog normally no. doesn't like males, oh, or and and then we, you know, we would yeah. just walk kind of parallel. I stalked a lot of people. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm going your way. Yes. I'm like, I'm going your way, uh, and we talk a little bit, and then the dog side would kind of watch, and they 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 would make this connection, and then. Yeah. And then it was, oh, that was really cool. I didn't think my dog, my dog doesn't usually like me. People, well, who does when they come yeah. in hot like that, right? And mm -hmm. so, um, but what I did notice is how he really, and he was really good at bringing out um, the confidence of a fearful dog. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and we had one particular dog, Truffles. Gosh, I loved her. She was super, super uh, reactive, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she was she could fit underneath of him, but she was built like a torpedo. Oh wow! <laughs> so she's fine. Yeah, she, yeah. she but she she uh, we started doing this is my early days, and I developed the group leash walk, oh, yeah. and these two would walk together because we met actually in tracking class, okay. and um, I noticed them. I thought she's fine. She mm -hmm. just she's not, and the owner was really nervous that she would was dangerous and she because when we first met she was on a muzzle and a halty and everything lot, you could think of oh yeah. yeah yeah anyways long story short i we we could i could walk the two together on these group leash walks we just walked them mm -hmm. and then we started inviting other dogs from class mm -hmm. and that's what nice. i still offer after my basic manners class is that's that cool. that group that anybody can drop in at any time yeah and we it's walk all like together and and yeah. it is a, yeah, yeah and we yeah. kind of talk and 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 it's like a a walking talking forum and yeah. and we get to work on social situations or not social situations yeah. Hi, yeah. and 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 but he was brilliant at the fearful ones and then when we did this we did this in Vancouver for quite a long time and literally out of the hundreds of dogs that we came across there was two that he looked at and went no thanks oh really? wow did yeah. you see commonality between the two they looked really aggressive but you know how sometimes the leash aggressiveness and leash frustration looks yeah. pretty similar yeah. and people couldn't tell the difference and we would talk about body language on these walks yeah. and even they went oh that can't be good because look at jacks did a big wide circle around that one yeah. and they all trusted him and it was mm -hmm. so i i didn't i really used him a lot in in that yeah. Um, more than anything, and yeah. that was his gift. That's really interesting because Whiskey has a similar thing with people, where it's like he's friendly with everyone, but there's been a handful of occasions in the last ten years where he hasn't liked a particular person, and he will always like it's happened less than five times, and he'll always put himself between me and the 
the person and he's he's like Jax. he's like very like he'll go up to say hi to everybody i never yeah. worry about introducing him to anyone children men women whatever sorry i just hit you it's okay <laughs> it's the abuse i get um, on the daily um yeah <laughs> and uh yeah and then but there's been a handful of occasions where he will put himself in between me and someone else and he go he fully like he zones in and he's like, oh, no. And you can hear him, like, grumble in his throat. Really? Like, yeah. God, he loves me. Yeah. And I'm like... Because <laughs> I wouldn't want him grumbling he's, at me. he's big, right? Like, he's, he's not as, like, bold. He's jacked, but he's tall and he's lanky. Yeah. And, like, when he's, like, fully, like, I don't like you. And every single one of those, I'm like, I'm going to trust you because you like everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, and Ridgebacks are bred to freaking hunt lions, so no <laughs> thank you. Imagine Jack's hunting a lion. Oh. <laughs> I, I can imagine hunting a cat that would run. Yeah. He sure wouldn't go. That's the basics. He, he, but he won't mess with my dad's farm cats. He knows better than that. He looks at them and goes, yeah. they mean business. So now that you've had Jax for, obviously you've had Jax for 13 years, something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah, 12 and a half. Would you get another Ridgeback? Oh, boy, they sure, um, they sure get my heart. When I see yeah. one, I'm like, yep. oh, they mm -hmm. take my breath away. And oh. so fun and so challenging. And I have learned more with that breed because they have the mixture of breeds that are in them i'm like oh yeah, yeah that's the, the bit of the hound in them the bit totally. of the bully breed in them and all and um but i think i'm too old i i i feel like i i don't know like those first four years mm -hmm. were it's a yeah i remember like the first two it was like the yeah the first four five was like yeah but before yeah. that it was just like pterodactyl yeah like it's a yeah. lot yeah. So you yeah. think you'd go for something a little smaller maybe? You know what? I feel like I don't think I will pick a breed. I think the breed's going to pick, the dog's going to pick me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. see some and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I just love this dog. And then I'm like the total polar opposite. Oh, I just love this dog. Are there certain breeds that you find that you would like naturally generalizing it gravitate towards? <sighs> I would never get a full hound because yeah. I don't have the life for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and fair. I know the challenges of that. Herding breed dogs, again, I don't have the lifestyle for it. Mm -hmm. um, what I would want if I was to pick a dog, it'd be a good scent dog mm -hmm. and, oh, okay. a, and a smaller, more mobile one. It's a bit about temperament, size, mm -hmm. and, and the ability to have uh, enough drive to work. Yeah, I used to actually in the Humane Society like 25 years ago help people oh, yeah. pick pick a, a puppy from the Humane Society. And it was so fun because I watched the families pick the wrong dog every time. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah so they go insane. for looks. They don't and go I, for temperament. Well, they went for the wildest puppy, the littlest yes, wildest puppy. The friendliest one. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I'd say, oh, you know, um, why don't we... Uh, why don't I take a couple more out for you just to look at? And mm -hmm. I'd pull out a couple... And put and then they would fall in love with a more softer nature. Mm -hmm. They just didn't. They just didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I was able to. I, I really liked having the freedom to be able to do that. I would be pretty like puppy cool. shopping for yeah. people. I would yeah, do that. that yeah. sounds fun. Well, I yeah. hate to have make the final decision because I I had a hard time with my own dog. Yeah. That was yeah. poor Joyce. I went there like I think five times. Changed my mind three times. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Poor poor Joyce. She must have drove her crazy. I'm like, I need to go again. I need to come again. I hope you had first pick. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Well, um, not by the time she changed her yeah, mind I guess 55 so. times. She's like, you get what you get, Lynn. Yeah. I, I think I think there was a pick between four. 
Oh, yeah. And there was one that I really liked. And then I thought, oh, I feel like that's kind of more my dog and not the family dog. And yeah. then the family dog was the one that sat beside Sammy. And, mm -hmm. and anyways, but um, as far as picking for people, it's really about what do you see mm -hmm. yourself? Like, what do you want out of a dog? Mm -hmm. And um, um, and why do you want one? Mm -hmm. And then and then try and and work with the because I like to I like to categorize dogs more in the groups yeah. of working lines yeah. rather than breeds That's fair. because even within the same breed people will be stuck on a breed There's a variety. and then they get one from even the same breeder and they yeah. and they and all I hear is this is not like my last dog this yeah, is not like yes. my last dog I feel like our lives are have shifted mm -hmm. we I mean in 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 our day our dogs were outside and we had a, a older trained mentor dog That's, and then a puppy yeah and that puppy was that older dog had a solid imprint and that little puppy mm -hmm. shadowed that the older dog and yeah. then when we came outside we were new and novel and had attention for our puppy and started teaching it what its job was outside mm, yeah. and working with it and now complete polar opposite very different puppies yeah, are in yeah. the house all the time she around the people the all the time yeah. full access to people all the time mm -hmm don't aren't comfortable but with being alone and separation anxiety is a really interesting statistic mm -hmm. like something like 86 percent of dogs with separation anxiety actually have sound sensitivities really and puppies dogs that have sound sensitivities develop separation anxiety have separation anxiety so there's this interesting there's just, there's actually chemistry that's getting changed with the dog by by being stressed about being alone and and so you know, and, and then there, there's not much sensory input in the house. And then we take them outside and they're overstimulated. So there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So there's a lot of over arousal being encouraged. Yeah. And so then, and not a lot of, a lot of, uh, working with trying to, uh, climatize our dogs to stimulating environment. And we just throw them in the hornet's nest. So it, it, the, the life is really changed. And then we were like, Oh, I feel bad because now I have to leave and I can't leave my dog alone. I'll get it another dog. So, um, there's, there's really a shift in how dogs are being raised. That's yeah. a good point. I'd never thought about it that way before about how it's like us as humans have, you know, shifted, evolved, whatever you want to say to just our lives being different. And even in the last like 10 years or so mm -hmm. I'm sure is different and then the last five years and even with COVID like that made a big impact people were home mm -hmm. people were doing things with their dogs all the time you know I'm home all the time let's get a puppy mm -hmm. but then when I go back to work I say hey, I still have this puppy now what so well, like it's a whole big thing and also now like our generation millennials and even Gen Z like they don't want to have kids so they idolize their dogs and their so dogs become their children and yeah. then all of a sudden they're dog has severe separation anxiety because they've been so spoiled there's no rules um and then they're pulling their hair out with like what do i do mm -hmm. yeah the dogs really thrive with structure yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's a lot of dogs that <clears throat> herding breed category yeah. that really loves <laughs> love being told what to do yes. and in fact without being told what to do often make poor decisions you know here's your place to rest yes and, and they go oh thank god yeah and shut the door and they flake out and then they're like oh good finally yeah, and then they yeah. but then they're like they're ready they're ready like that yeah, yeah that's that's shelby and she's a great dog like she would do anything with me i can take shelby and do anything yeah, during the day fantastic. and she you, I could do things 
24 hours of the day mm-hmm. at a high energy level and ask her to do different things and she's there she's like bam 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 and that's amazing yeah and that's great but i'm not gonna be like i recommend this dog to everybody yeah like i'm gonna be that to maybe like one in a hundred people yeah. <laughs> like because otherwise she's gonna have a miserable life they're gonna have a miserable life they're gonna blame it on the dog she's not nothing is gonna work if it isn't if she doesn't get what she needs and you don't get what you need out of your dog yeah. Um, one of my favorite questions actually to ask in a private session, um, when we're going over the initial assessment, I ask, what rules do you have for your dog? And the answer to that question changes everything. Mm-hmm. Like, cause sometimes they get, what do you mean by rules? Well, yeah. is your dog supposed to sit out a doorway? Is your dog have to be on place? Does like, is your dog what, allowed on the couch? Is your dog allowed on your bed? What yeah. rules do you have for your dog? And in that moment, I learned so much about my clients. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I tend to ask about routine and we talk about enrichment. Enrichment, again, just like punishment, it's all in the eyes of your dog, right? Mm-hmm. To, you know, punishment to, to whiskey, mm-hmm. to punishment to, to a hound, right? Yeah. To a Mel, very different, yeah, right? Very like, different. like Jack's, you know, when he, when the kids were little and we we're getting out the door, kids to school and I'd forget something. I'd go, shit. And I'd look and Jax would go off to his bed. Really? And I'm like, oh, he's getting out of the way because he'd just say that and he'd go, oh, yeah. I'm going to just get out. There's... Yeah. And it just shifted just like that. And so it's like, wow, mm. interesting, so mm. sensitive hound, right? And, um, but so punishment, right? So, but enrichment for him is everything that a dog trainer would tell you not to do mm-hmm. with your dog at that era. Um, he loved to be chased. He's a pest. He's bred to be he's a, a pest. <laughs> Chase me, mother. So we go out in the yard and we play a gotcha game and we chase them and we can't catch them, can't yeah. catch you, can't catch you. And then we, once we had that where we could shut that off and bring it in on a recall, then we would take it out to the playground behind us where you knew where he used to live. And right. he would run circles in the entire baseball field, like the whole mm-hmm. outside of it. And as the circle got smaller and smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. I'd be able to call him in and then send him off again. Mm-hmm. And that was the chasing gotcha game mm-hmm. that he loved. Mm-hmm. He, you made it into a recall Because he's a past. He'll do anything <laughs> yeah. for attention. Oh, that was such love. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because you know how people are like, is it okay to chase my dog? Yeah. I said, well, when they steal your shoe, yeah. uh, that's a management <laughs> issue. Yeah. But when yeah. they steal their toy that you have out there, 100%. Yeah. 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 It's really important to build a relationship with your dogs. And I do. We were even talking about this on the yeah. way here. I find that a lot of the problems with dogs and their owners is that there's lack of engagement because they don't play with their dogs. They don't pay their dogs. They mm-hmm. they just expect their dog to just do what they're told to do mm-hmm. and have no sort of relationship really or some sort of reward base right with it yeah again and what's the definition of reward for the dog so same thing what's yeah. rewarding that's why food is commonly used because yeah. it's generally well dogs need to eat they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they do and then they generally enjoy food and so how easy and simple is that not always the case definitely people want to phase out food and and we got to add in something Mm-hmm. That's reward-based that the dog goes, I did a good job, didn't I? Even if it's a verbal phrase of feedback that yeah. says, good sit and wait for your release because totally. I want you to stay in that sit until released. Yeah. And then release, yay, yeah. let's play a little game of tug. Or... Yeah. I do find a lot of pet owners are, do struggle with even marker words for sure. So oh. like I'm always yeah. like, hey, say yes, yes. 
good job. Yes. Yeah, for reward now. Yeah. Now, again, yeah. we're like, really? And they're running out of treats. And yeah. Like, yeah. Bring, bring more. Yeah. Or bring a toy or we need to yeah. do this because it's just like, and I get, I get this question that's like, when can I stop using treats? And I'm like, never. Never. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah. laughs> but you know, you, you got to remind them though, that a class for an hour, it's, you work on one behavior for about 10 minutes. Yeah. So you do a lot. Then you do another behavior, then another behavior. Mm -hmm. And then, so you generally would never work with your dog like that. So on an average daily basis, like as they interact with their dog, they might just do about 10, 20 minutes of training max. Yeah. And then they're going to, they're going to phase out the food rewards to another type of reward and have yeah. a play event. Mm -hmm. Well, and a lot of the times too, I tell my clients, like you can have your dog work for its dinner or its breakfast. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I can? <laughs> like, it's like, yes, if your dog is food motivated and willing to work for kibble, like ask him, obviously in a less distracted area because obviously higher value foods are going to work for you in different environments and kibble may not be the highest value for your dog in a certain situation. Mm -hmm. But if you're at home and you're practicing some sort of something, absolutely use their dinner for, for a reward or, yeah. or enrichment. Because if you put down the bowl of food and you go, okay, well, I don't have time for training. Oh, but if you ultimate. put, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, no, I mean, and that's another thing. Food can force you to take the time, right? Yes. You take a handful out, you put it in a cup for some behaviors of sitting at the counter instead of jumping, yeah. you know, or, or, or relaxation, some relaxation or stationary work on a mat in the kitchen or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but then the rest of it, you go, okay, well, um, I'm going to just put this in a snuffle mat or a little kibble dispenser and you can now go have fun yeah. with the rest of your food. They don't, 100%. they don't need to be training for 20 minutes. They can just yeah. sharpen up some skills, yeah. get the brain engaged, build up that prefrontal cortex okay. and have some stationary good house manner skills yeah. and then let them self-entertain. Yeah. More enrichment. Yeah. Less obedience, more enrichment. We find it's, it's like a challenge of finding the top five things or 10 things that your dog if had his perfect day. Mm -hmm. What would it do? Oh, that's, that's enrichment. Yeah. It's like, I really like digging in the yard. <laughs> okay, that's enriching. Um, I really love chasing squirrels up a tree. Yeah. Enrichment. In some cases, those behaviors yeah. aren't legal yeah. or acceptable. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I like to chase what, cars. Yeah, yeah. Here's the highway. I think, I think I'd rather you chase a squirrel up a tree. Yeah. Um, I rather chase my neighbor's cat. You know, and, and yeah. but but you, the, so that's what I mean. Like, because other dogs are going to chase things that move, and mm. and well, so well, how are we going to replace that behavior if they don't have another enrichment? option yeah. that they can pour that outlet on and so you know terriers like to dig so can we put their food into something that they're dig 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 right. and can we give them a digging pit can we hide yeah. bones in there can we hide toys in there yeah. can we what's the 10 things your dog would do today if it was his birthday and you were giving him everything he I'm loved i'm pretty sure he would just want a kiddie pool filled with um orange chocolate balls yeah. Like I you honestly, get yeah. I, do you know how expensive checkerboards are? One at a time, we give him to his Christmas gifts for the next 20 years, and then eventually you'll get enough. Unless lives till 21, I'm going to be a very happy person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, with Jackson, when he would get kind of frustrated, he used to go sit by the, um, the recycle bin and he'd pull out the cardboard and start shredding it. <laughs> I have let him do that too, like given him paper towel rolls, but he just eats it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Not, what did you do to, to, how did you transfer like shredding the recycling to, you know what? I really don't know. Cause he, he was in a room full of shoes mm -hmm. and he just, he just picked it. And I just, I laughed at it and yeah. I don't know. I, I gave, I gave it attention. Mm -hmm. And when he did it, I just keep giving him attention because I think, 
that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go ahead and rip that up. the shoes and the cardboard for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah because good. often the attention gets given to the wrong choices. So mm-hmm. um, I used yeah. management at first. Yeah. But then when he had free access to that room in the sh- with the shoes, I, I did some supervision and redirection. But then when he naturally went to that, I thought, good choice. Mm-hmm. Here, rip this up. Yeah. Let me make sure there's no staples in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've kind of talked about um, you do privates and you do classes. What are your thoughts on kind of more board and train type programs? Is that something that you've done? Is that something you're interested in doing? Do you think it's valuable? When do you think it's needed? Tell us a bit about your thoughts on that. Oh, I would absolutely love to get back into um, helping people rear their puppies Mm, and offer like a 16-day stay and train and then we could okay. arrange day visits oh. and and yeah yeah and because well, I, I think that there's not enough preparation coming from the breeder environment and i would love to work with breeders with that yeah yeah the thing with board and train i mean when i used to take people's dogs yeah it took me that first 24 hours of just basically sh- getting a routine and showing them the ropes and, totally. and, and these were adult dogs that yeah. had some behavioral issues set in mm-hmm. and within three to five days we were really into a great routine yeah Yeah. and they simulated into the family routine and then our dog and then maybe another dog so most i would have was two yeah plus mine and then they go home and right back to the they would be good for a couple of days because they were tired and then they would go right back to the routine because the environment was the same and the opportunities were still allowable right for the behavior to keep happening Mm -hmm. and so that was when i started with the training because i wanted to be able to verbalize what i did and show them and because they, what the, the secret to success of board and train mm-hmm. is to have the owner involved and transition the dog back to its environment. Because when you change the environment, the dog is like a clean slate. So it's really yeah. easy for me to take yes. one and, and, and say, here's, here's how it works in this house. And then they go back yes. to a familiar environment and go back to the problem behavior especially if they don't exercise any management that allows the behaviors to continue mm-hmm. well i think people find that i mean again we were talking about this earlier is that like with board and trains they see it as like a here's my dog fix its problems and give it back to me and yeah. like all problems fixed and mm-hmm. it's not like we're wizards yeah <laughs> yeah it's, there's habits it's very it's it's like exactly what you were saying they go back into a different context into a different environment and it's immediately like well they have learned behaviors in that environment and then they're like well i do this here yeah and to the exactly. dog it's a no-brainer exactly well dogs they don't generalize that's mm-hmm. the thing so what they learned at home they might not necessarily yeah. do in a new home yes. or vice versa mm-hmm. what they learned in your home they might not do in this home until we kind of took the time to show them the ropes mm-hmm. so that this this the the significant piece of information is that you have to take the time yes. to show them what they learned in the new place yes. to mm-hmm. to help change behavior and it is harder when it's in an environment that remains the same and the behavior yeah. uh, will probably happen again yeah which is just frustrating so i mean you wanted to do a puppy like you wanted oh, to do like a puppy specific yeah one? yeah so it's a stay and train 16 day program that's so i would be very curious have you done this have you um this i'd be so curious not exactly in a specific 16 day yeah. here's here's the program yeah. and here's how i'll transition to you and then and then because what i'd like to offer too is is, is that when these people go on vacation i i could i could take that dog yeah mm-hmm. totally because how easy mm-hmm. is that for me yeah. and them one, because one dog you already established the, a really good relationship with because yeah, it's grandma's house yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I really like staying in the proactive early prevention period 
And that's the first five months of their life. There's something actually wrong with me because I look at a puppy and I'm like, it's not that cute. Oh, that was like me with babies when I was. Oh, I yeah, think. Yeah, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, until my my brother had babies, yeah. I was like, Ugh. yeah, no. What are people I seeing like, babies? Puppies are cute, but they're not like, oh my god, it's the cutest thing in the whole entire world. And I'm like, See, I love puppies. Oh, like, like, I yeah. just <laughs> give me all the young ones when they're still like bright eyed and like let's just keep it bright eyed and like. No. I'm like, give me the ones that need like two muzzles, and <laughs> two muzzles, two slip leads on, and oh, right on. We need people like you, that's a hundred percent. Like, put me in a bite suit. Yeah. Like, let's. <laughs> There's why we need dogs with sports, though, right? Yes. Is is that I mean, those dogs need needed. That's their bite protection work. And when mm -hmm. you watch the Schutzen Club and those dogs, it's pretty pretty powerful stuff. I, I get a high. <laughs> I mean, like when we like in that same in that same seminar, like mm -hmm. we put like they were like because I had a working spot, and they were like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" And I was like, "Well, it'd be cool to see if my sh like Malinois that looks like yours kind of maybe we'll bring that out of her a little bit." She was very hesitant. Well, because we sh I don't let my dogs pull on a leash, mm -hmm. like so, like she put uh... it, she put the harness on, mm -hmm. and like Shelby would go to the end of the leash, and she'd be like, "Oh, I don't do that," and she'd look back at me and yeah. be like, "I don't do that," and it took. All so of my like little things, and we like changed up the harness and put like a full thing on her to try and like, like change a husky. The that's yeah. funny. Like, like yeah. change the context for her because she wasn't yep. doing it otherwise. Because I don't let her do that, and that's mm. what I've obviously trained. Because I don't want my dog pulling on leash. But then when we got to the point where she had to, and I was going, "Yeah, do it," and she's like. I, I don't understand. She was still very confused, but she was kind. She was we, trying. We she did, was yeah. physically fighting herself because <laughs> yeah. she wanted yeah. to bite it and she wanted to. But pull. she didn't want to let me down. Wow. But yeah, so she, she would was, like wow. look back at me and be like, and not in a scared way, just like I know we don't do this. What mm -hmm. like could you give me more feedback? I think the second time that you went out and did it, she did actually she did, pull yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, because I remember you were stancing. Yes. And, and the stance and everything. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's right. pretty cool, right? Yeah. Eh? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really cool. And when we finally got her to like pull and like she like, like I think she threw herself once fully into the harness. And then obviously she got the sleeve and the, everyone's cheering and I'm like crying. And she does pride. a victory lap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, the victory yeah. lap is oh, so yeah. fun to watch. How proud they are. Shelby does a full and like oh, shakes it and she's nice. like prancing. And it was just like, so, I was like, I'm like, and all like mm. yeah. yeah but it was so cool. weird because that is what you were saying earlier about context where it's like i don't let my dogs pull on a leash so mm -hmm. when we were put in a on a leash and i asked my dogs to pull they were like huh? mm -hmm. right? and that's what i did with him with tracking too right, right it, yeah i had a different gear for tracking and then a different gear for nose work and yeah. then a, you know and so he knew he had different jobs to do yeah and then a different for for just walking yeah, I think maybe that's why Atlas has like such a good association with the harness that I just got him because mm -hmm. he's allowed to make the choices he wants to make mm -hmm. in the harness. Yeah, yeah. When you're clearing, if you have criteria mm -hmm. and you're consistently, um, you just show, and then you like that's what the, we're talking about marker training, right? Yeah, Where you yeah. mark reward the the choices that your dog makes that you're like, yep, that's the behavior that I yeah. want to see more when you're on this leash yeah. or this harness. Um, here we go, mark reward. Yeah, uh, whether you use a clicker. Or verbal marker right they yeah. they bridges the gap between you know the the delivery system of the reward yeah. so the dog goes oh i'll do that again yeah well i was using a verbal marker yes but i after saturday um when i felt very defeated with him i decided i'm gonna restart fresh and that's why i brought in the clicker yeah and I just like change the perspective even though he knows like yes means cookie i just wanted like a fresh start 
there's something, and so it sounds like arousal is part of the in around stimulation. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so um, the, so the neat thing about the clicker, it tends to actually pull in when they're in a in their arousal brain, like when they're in their arousal brain, like over aroused. Mm-hmm. None of your training will show up. Yes. They're, they're just too aroused, and I call that like there's yeah. the zones, right? If you Grisha Stewart's uh, color zones, mm-hmm. oh, it's the best thing to describe to people: green, blue, yellow, orange, red. Mm-hmm. And when they're yellow, you want to bring them back to blue because orange takes everything in you to bring them back to yellow. But yellow, they're going to go back to orange. You need to get them back to blue. Yeah. Red, nothing you've trained. Well, I will do come find out. like it's only been four days really with the clicker, like consistently, and I'll be recalling him, or I'll just say like Atlas come, and as soon as he turns around to like look at me, I clicker, 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 clicker. It's not just one click; it's like several. Oh, like a jackpot! Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's big reward. But you can you can click once and then just yeah. do a jackpot to keep okay. them engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And then pause and wait for them to offer. A look away and then back at you and then do it again and that's the that's helping the dog go from yellow to blue yeah, yeah. so just, that brings the zone down because the route yeah. the clicker the neat thing about clickers yeah. is if they are over aroused that works better than a verbal of bringing mm-hmm. them on um over. actually yeah there's been a few times i've accidentally clicked the clicker yeah. just because i'm a human and i make mistakes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be in the middle of doing something and all of a sudden he'll hear the clicker and he's like oh what yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, me. shit. Sorry. I didn't mean to click the clicker. And then I'm like, do I reward that? Or you have I... to. Okay. Yep. So I should still yep. reward have to. it even when I mess yep. up. Okay. Yeah. And then you wait for something that you would prefer to click to. Yeah. And then get back on track again. Okay. Do you, should you do like just a small reward? Like a small? Well, little... yeah. Because... And then yeah. the next one, you wait for the behavior looking back at you and then you yeah. click and then go, here's one. Here's a good one. Here's cool. two, okay. you know, okay. like winning the lottery. So I messed up a little bit because I did a couple unwanted clicks. And yeah, really like just him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what you heard. Yeah. Your ears are just too good. <laughs> what was that? Who, who did that Look clip? the other way. It was a bird. <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we've all done that, especially when you're holding it at a leash and they move and it click and you're like, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you enjoy teaching classes? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's there's some frustrations for sure totally. um but I, I love working with people just as much as the dogs so when okay. you get the group yeah. of people coming in and they're a little bit nervous mm-hmm. and first class i always prepare them the first is the worst yeah. so my kids always said first is the worst mm-hmm. and then once they get through it and you see them you see them come in on the fourth class it literally gives me shivers yeah. i just go look at what they have accomplished yeah. first class you're always like oh boy dig deep for totally. this first class and yeah. then some people yeah. are like just you, what you see from how from week to week and others they're struggling and you know what we we try and you know, now with i have students we try and and i'll try and take them out and see if we can work on that and give them a bit better guidance because you, you're still teaching a group so yeah. they've got to read their work and resources to to be able to to catch up if their dog is struggling and um yeah. so that can be really frustrating but each week it gets better and better and better yeah. and i'm that to me and the, the bond that i see with mm. the, the dog and the human i like that's addictive to me yeah, yeah. i think i just don't like people that much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I always yes. talk about drinking a lot in my classes. People must think That's I drink true. a lot. You do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already said that to Katie. Sunday morning. Goblin is cool. She's like, talking about going to a, for a beer, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> it is the easier scenarios for people to relate to, though. Is yeah. like, 
you know, alcohol? bar fights, <laughs> that sort of thing. It is, honestly. It is, or yeah. I use children a lot for an example. Oh, yeah. Like, like, what was the Junk scenario? people and children. Yeah, for recall. And I said, well, what I like to say is, like, imagine you, your child comes home from preschool and, like, drew you, like, this piece of art that they were so excited for and, like, it had you on it and it said mom and dad on it, whatever, that they were just so excited and you were like, oh, yeah, that's great. Is your dog going to want to recall to you or, is yeah, your, yeah. or your you're, child? And you're like, why are you putting that in my face? Yeah. <laughs> like, is your kid going to want to keep drawing? No, mm -hmm. your kid's not going to want to draw anymore. You could have, you know, <laughs> had a fantabulous artist as a child and you just totally distinguished all of it in that one moment. Mm -hmm. Why not be like, oh my God, this is like the best piece of art I've ever seen in my entire life. We must frame it. We must put it on the wall. And then you could have like this a wickedly creative kid growing up. Mm -hmm. I'll and show you more. I'll show yeah. you more. Like the so, next day, another drawing. Yeah. yeah. Why not be that entertaining when you're teaching a dog recall? If you're mm -hmm. not entertaining and you're stationary, a dog's not going to want to come to you. Mm -hmm. They're way more like enriching <laughs> things around oh. than you standing there plain mm -hmm. being like, Toby, come. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why I have a daughter in art school? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 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 Maybe be a quote-unquote pet dog if managed correctly or do you think that that's just not the right fit because there are some people who have a dog that is maybe too much for them but they're trying like do you are do you, do you think that there's some circumstances where it's a management thing and it's just or do you think that's not letting the dog be their best selves oh is that a very deep question um no i have seen <laughs> I have seen some dogs that have had really good management in the house because that behavior is, is just like literally like a fire hose, right? Yes. When it's loose. And, but I've seen OCD mm. and there's actually a diagnosis of it and where it was waiting for the shadow yeah. to come every afternoon. And then, and then so it could start attacking the wall. Yeah. Six I, months old border yeah. collie and then go outside and it would actually kick dirt between its back legs and turn yeah. around and catch it in the air and then the twirling and like really repetitive intense mm -hmm. OCD like an airplane can't fly over mm -hmm. like it was and then and then by then that's six months yeah a lot yeah. of management was happening in the house but it was but not enough outlet yeah. like so what's right. the enrichment that that dog could do mm -hmm. like right. that one was well that one was pretty intense yeah I would say management yeah so that problem behaviors don't get accidentally reinforced by attention what's the enrichment outlet that replaces what its breed nature was meant for it to do that can allow it to be able to settle and can the owner in the, in a setup like that give the dog what it needs mm -hmm. good because question it might be more for better or worse than the owner can provide right and that's yeah. not the owner's fault but it's also not the dog's fault and it's like how do you find that balance where it's like is this the life that is the best for you. And I do look at dogs like a job because right. I do have a, a few, because I have many clients every year. So, and I have a few that will rehome their dog mm -hmm. and they feel awful mm -hmm. about yeah. it, just awful. And I'm like, well, you know, 
dogs are much you got to look at it a little bit like dogs that are especially working breed dogs mm -hmm. if you yourself were in a working environment and you really like the people you work with but you really hate what you do your talent is just you're just it's just not your talent and then you get hired by somebody else who your talent comes out and you're like you just feel really nourished and smiling on your face and satisfied every day and but you miss your old workers but boy you're bonding with some new workers but you're just happy yeah, and and good, and I'm like that you, you've got to really yeah. look at this dog like that like it's not just you that's struggling to work with this dog and you have a like provide a good life like you can provide a good life for this dog yeah. there's no question right. but it's missing something that's creating frustration on both sides and I've right. seen some problems come up like that actually create like some like I said some really intense OCD oh that's not healthy and that's hard for a person to to take and, and redirect to um to get to work and once they do that dog sorts itself out yeah so I would prefer like because I like to I like to generalize three different types of walks okay. all of it's just trying to have a loose leash but yeah. but but I like to give what I call recess and have a sniffy walk because they all like to sniff yeah. we call those sniffaris sniffaris yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's recess because recess you mm -hmm. still have to stay in bounds and you yes. still gotta play nice You're with still others. Not pulling me across the road. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. you still gotta play nice with others. Yeah. So you know, but sniff. Do yeah. something enriching. Yeah. You know, because nature nurtures and so um and then let's go and A to B and then heal if necessary, but yeah. I look at the dog's strengths. Oh, yeah, even the 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 yeah. labradoodles and and golden doodles. Yeah. The bounce, 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 bounce. I'm like, let's not heal with that. Let's get them bouncing. Yeah. And I will do touch targeting. And so instead of heal, we're like touch boing, totally. touch boing, mm -hmm. and let's get that little kangaroo jumping and and along instead of pulling on the leash. Well, you're you're not fighting the dog. Then you're working with the dog and still like you're accomplishing things, but you're letting the dog enjoy itself and you're not trying to change the dog's personality you're like i see you mm -hmm. yeah. but we still gotta we still gotta do stuff but like let's make those meet and be the same thing yeah, yeah. and then suddenly because we put the problem behavior on cue yeah they weren't exhibiting that problem behavior just at any opportunity possible because mm -hmm. we provided one for them and we put that in the heel so sports could be like an extension of that, right? Where you have a really high drive dog or a dog that really likes to chase something, right? And you want it to be itself, but you don't want it chasing the cat inside the house. And you don't want it chasing your child. You don't want it chasing this and all of these kind of things. And so sports I've found have been a really good way to channel the behavior contextually, like what we were saying earlier, my dog will chase the disc, but won't chase the goats for example or things right. like that where it's like she knows that Yay. the behavior isn't allowed in. yeah thank god <laughs> my poor goats it's kind of the same thing as like how we were talking earlier with the gear right yeah like you put the gear on for this kind of walk you put the gear on for this kind of training kind of yeah. sense yeah yeah but to add to sports yeah. i i like i like that's why i think i like we, there should be more play classes and yes. tricks classes i agree so that to lump it into that category right. because you know all these dogs have these certain talents mm -hmm. and what play classes and tricks classes um, is interesting because you're bringing out the dog's nature so what I'm mm -hmm. doing you know like the boring sit downs and stands mm -hmm. um, and the dog's like oh I don't really want to go down on the cold floor on my barrel chest naked chest yeah <laughs> yes. my dog mine won't do that <laughs> oh no not at all um, how about a play bow 
Yeah. How about let's just see, and I'll see people struggling, and I'm going, oh, I love that behavior that's coming out of your dog. Let's just do that. Yeah. And let's mark reward that, and mm -hmm. let's let's forgo the the down. Let's not force it. You know, yeah. and and let's just see what your dog's bringing out, and that's why I would really like a little bit more of that where we're letting the nature blossom. Yeah. I don't or know. I, 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 I'm into a little bit more micro shaping. Yeah. So where a dog shows the very, where I'll break it down. I, cause a lot of people get fixated on end result and put and try and push to that. But there's somewhere kind of like from like the early little couple of inches towards the three feet away yeah. that mm -hmm. the dog is offering behavior. And if we mark reward that, yeah. And then, and then encourage it to come along, um, depending on what behavior you're working on. It's, it actually seems like snail's pace, but it actually goes further faster. So what you're saying, so let's say like we're just teaching a dog to sit just for ease of ex explanation. Um, and they're hovering. So yeah. they're not fully sitting, right. but they're hovering. But we want to mark and reward that, even yep. though they're not fully yep. sitting. And then eventually they'll get even closer to the ground. Yep. And then eventually even yep. closer. Well, it's the, the same as down, down, right? Yeah. Down, like there's a lots of downs that are super uncomfortable for dogs because we're luring yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And that's like doing plank. Yeah. And they're like, oh my goodness. It's also plank a very again? vulnerable position to be in. And around other dogs sometimes or on yes. a cold floor or a barrel chested dog. Or... <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. constantly adjusting that unless they bring a mat. And then, mm -hmm. so we're often, we're often shaping our downs into half moon shapes of, re, of more relaxing on a mat rather than these, yeah. these really active downs. Unless they're a German totally. shepherd. Yeah. Then we're like, oh, <laughs> that's, you're the king of down. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't fake it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we do adjust that a lot. Yeah. Maybe I should be a little bit kinder to my dogs. <laughs> but then I'll, <laughs> if you can't do it all the way the first time, we're out of here. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't do it till he was two. Oh really? No, 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 yeah. And and really and then when he was two I did the um uh the outdoor class and he could down on the in the snow and really? and yeah, yeah. Wow. And Whiskey um, would never if I had a really like something that he would really mm. want, he would I think he would. He would do it in the slowest, most obnoxious yeah. way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be and, like, This is ridiculous. But that's but I really want that. That's <laughs> the thing though, right? And and that's what these independent breed category mm -hmm. of dogs is that they, they understand <laughs> what's next and they're like, Ugh. yes, that's whiskey to a T. Yeah. And even, <laughs> in, even like, the independent breed, right. I'm like, I'll say to the people in the class, I'm like, okay, if you do it three times and your dog starts to, to decrease in the reliability of behavior, or it starts to get worse, mm -hmm. then stop it too. And you'll yeah. see that in the independent, independent breeds are like, why am I doing this again? Yeah. yeah. And then you kill it and then it's no yep. fun. And then when you go to do it again, like the next session, yeah. you're like, oh, I yeah. this You goes. say the word because that's why I never say the word ever at first. Yes. We develop okay. the physical mechanics mm -hmm. and then we, we see what we got. We mark a word and then we develop cues. And then, then when that's in place, we put the word in because mm -hmm. there's nothing like when I first took him to a trainer, different trainer, mm -hmm. when he was about eight months mm -hmm. that yells, sit, sit, sit no, no. And then pushes him in. And then I into position and I, he looked like he was abused. He looked like, uh, Dobie off of Harry Potter. Oh my God. Master, <laughs> don't beat me. And I go home. I thought, gee, I better teach him how to sit on a verbal, like, uh, without a hand signal because that, that was pretty harsh on him. He really didn't like that. Eight month old, that's quite intense. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I, I, I would, I started cause I, I didn't have the training that I did right. at the time, the training sequence in place. And so I'd say sit and he, Master, don't beat me. And I went, Oh, one time, one yeah. time. It took me a long time to now it became a poisoned cue. Right, so yeah. the word became, Oh, here comes a bunch of pressure I can't take. And, and he shut down. Yeah. Where he had a great sit before that. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird how those little things can just like 
that we learn something else. What mm -hmm. a gift to learn because mm -hmm. the pathway of undoing that was the, my pathway of dog training. Because then when I went to meet Maureen, right. I, I just said, I have to forget this. I'm going back to tracking. Yeah. And um, she's like, you're, they're supposed to sit and we're in the woods. And she says, and, and I said, okay, Jack, sit. And she looks and she goes, he's, he's a ridgeback. He's not going to sit in the woods. No, he's not. boys on those sticks. <laughs> she goes, forget that. Just have him stand. And yeah. I went, yes, a trainer who understands the breed and yeah. goes, um, that's ridiculous. There's already like so much treading lightly here. There's so much tension already between different ways of doing things. You can talk to like five different dog trainers and find five different solutions to how do I fix this with my dog, right? Yeah. And then there's already that tension of having a difference of opinion. And I think people are cautious to mm -hmm. disagree unless you have like a relationship with the person. They're cautious to disagree and to kind of tread on those toes because there will be that one person who ruins it for everybody in mm -hmm. one or other category of trainer, however you want to say it. Yeah. And I just feel like that just needs to change in yeah. my opinion. Like, yeah. I just... I don't know. I agree. I, I agree. I think that there should be more like a bridge that's mending between different methods and things like that, which yeah. is like, I'm so excited that you're here because your method is definitely different than, than my personal method. I mean, what do you think about that? And like the balance of what we could kind of, I mean, like if you're putting it into two categories, like positive only, which we also call our plus versus like more balanced methods. Like, do you think that there is a bridge that actually exists there and just there is a few that ruin it for the bunch or do you think that what is your opinion on that? for me I, I just think teach yeah mm -hmm. teach first and if your dog's not learning why what's going on is it an environmental thing is your dog overstimulated if they're in their limbic brain because they're overstimulated or a little bit worried that's mm -hmm. not a teachable moment right mm -hmm. and now somebody comes in and puts pressure on your dog mm -hmm. and then punishes them because they can't respond yeah. that's harsh they might they might actually shut down yeah. and respond in that scenario well, but they're kind of you're building a bit of a time bomb mm -hmm. and a bit of a backlash for another situation yep. so um yep. It's teach first, yeah. you know, there are consequences down the ladder, but to me, consequences are, well, you've, you've lost your right to have access to that dog because you're being a dink yeah. and, yeah. and I, I manners. Mm -hmm. Okay. You yeah. can't change that. Okay. Oh, I'm going to stop. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, let's try it again. Mm -hmm. And then, all right. Okay. We're good now. Let's move on. And, and if not, okay, now you've, you've lost access mm -hmm. to being a pest to that yeah. dog because mm -hmm. I know you're bred to be a pest, but dogs aren't sport. I do think like even again, pulling Alice into this and like repeating myself, but since Saturday, like I feel that there may be a few balanced trainers that would be like, Hey, you're not giving me the behavior that I'm asking for. Now I'm going to correct, 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 correct. Whereas I was like, scrap all tools mm -hmm. besides like when I really, really need it. Mm -hmm. And now we're just going to mark reward, mark reward. Like we're going yeah, back to as if you are eight <laughs> weeks old. Yeah. Like I'm going back to scrapping everything, rebuilding our relationship, mm -hmm. the whole nine yards to the point where I even said to Flo, um, like tomorrow, I want you to hold the e-collar if he really needs it. I'm going to mark and reward everything. And I just don't even want to be able to have that band-aid for him while we're building this relationship back up. And like, yeah, just start from scratch. But I do, again, find that a lot of balanced trainers would be like, hey, then we need to be more structured and um, more corrective. Yeah, like, I mean, if you use proper management, dog doesn't have access to problem areas until you are ready to teach. For sure. That to me is plan A and then, mm -hmm. you know, step one. Yeah. And step two is to teach. 
And then again, a consequence too, like it, if, if the dog likes to be in an area where they're causing problems and they're exhibiting the behavior that you don't want and they lose access to that area, yeah. that's often a decent enough consequence that says, okay, that behavior blew it every single time. Yeah. I now am back to this boring spot and mm -hmm. um, not so much out in where I would really like to be exploring. Yeah. But meanwhile, while they're exploring, if you're marking or rewarding or encouraging exploration in the proper areas and the proper behaviors and those areas the dog will go well I'm continuing on with this enrichment yeah. because I'm allowed to and I'm getting and I'm being showed that this yes. is a good choice this is a good choice mm -hmm. this is a good choice yeah. Um, yeah that's very different than obedience training right because mm -hmm. obedience training is is basically we want to have commands on on yeah. place and to me I'm about well it's it's I don't even say command I say cue like we want to teach the dog, which is communication between your and dog, so your dog actually understands mm -hmm. totally. what you're asking. Mm -hmm. And we understand why it's difficult for your dog to respond in distraction. That's another level of training. And they have to, and we have to just respect that, that we're going to, you know, I call it level one training around distraction, and that's at home, mm -hmm. and dog park level 10. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, dog class is like level eight. Yeah. And sometimes if we just use management to avoid those situations and try and sharpen those skills in other places, that behavior doesn't get strong while we can get different behaviors stronger somewhere else. Yeah. I also like think like this is why I'm not meant to for puppies because <laughs> because because I'm, I, I just I'm just not ready. Like, Oh, like, that's awesome. Like, I feel like I'm just so hard on myself, too, when it comes to him. And I forget that he's a puppy mm -hmm. and he's still learning and he's still new to this exposure. And I'm like, you should just know. But he can't just know. And I think I have that mental block yeah. because I'm used to working with two, five, six, seven mm. year old dogs. Again, give me the dog that wants to bite me. Don't give me the puppy because one, I don't have the patience for it. Two, I just assume that they should know. Yeah. Then I get frustrated with myself that they don't know. And then I also get frustrated with myself because I'm like, hey, we got to go back like 72 million steps in my mind. But really, it's only A and B steps mm -hmm. that you're saying. But my brain's just not there because I'm so used to something else. Like, mm -hmm. it's a massive learning curve for me. I feel like oh, this is a good dog for you for this reason. Know <laughs> your he, strengths. And yes. he is a massive learning curve in such a fucking phenomenal way. Yeah, because he, he has made me a better handler and a better teacher mm -hmm. and a better dog trainer. For sure, hands and down. Isn't that a, like, what a gift? Yeah, hands down. That's why when some with people, I'm like, I'll never make that decision for you. I'll support you one way or another. Yes. Yeah. But when people dig deep yeah. and work through it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. It gives me even you saying that I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's so amazing. Much. And I'll and I'm like, if that if that dog does gonna do better in another job, I'll support that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's you just. No right or wrong in that. There's only, yeah. you know, what we have to kind of let go and let the dog do better. Yeah. Or, or you have to do a little better. Yeah. And I, like, I honestly, yeah, I fixate on what he's not doing well. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. this morning, we were saying this in the car, Atlas was following Florence around and like this, holding a toy in his mouth and like just being so obnoxious. And I'm like, if this was bugging Flo, mm -hmm. she would say something. Yeah. And she has the right to say something. She has the right to put in one place and all that stuff. I trust her a thousand percent with my dogs. So if it was bugging her, then I would let her correct it or like figure out a solution for his behavior. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to leave it because 
Taylor a week ago would be like, Atlas, stop following her around, go mm-hmm. one place and not be a puppy. But Taylor today was like, breathe. <laughs> <Taylor> today. <laughs> Let him be. He's truly not bugging her. And she told me the story and I had no idea what event she was talking about. That's how little it affected anybody else other than Taylor. <clears throat> I was like, I don't I know. remember <laughs> Atlas bugging me at all. <laughs> like, you I didn't even notice it. You don't have kids, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just before we wrap up here, Lynn, is there anything else that you'd like to mention or say um, for our potential listeners? Oh, I hope that we can do this more regularly. Yeah. This was really yeah. fun yeah. and a really good start. And yeah. I think that we could cover a lot of topics. But yeah, thank you so much oh. for coming yeah. and chatting with us. Honestly, this was like making me feel so good. And like, I just I feel like I learned for one thing. I definitely learned. And, and like, I'm yeah. going to apply a lot of things for Atlas yeah. coming up. I would really love for you to meet him. And then maybe you can kick my ass a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be blunt with you. Perfect. She yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And like, honestly, like this was so great. And like, I just, we could absolutely have you on again. If you can listen to us natural on again at some other event, I would love that. Definitely. Um, thank you everyone. All of our listeners for tuning in. Well, all of our listeners, the Kyles <laughs> that are here are people who love us so much that they have to listen to every episode. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyone who did tune in today, we really, really appreciate it. And we really um, are really excited to interview the next people mm-hmm. and like have Lynn on again. And, and if you guys have any questions, that um, you would like to have yes. answered, please feel free to reach out, drop yes. a comment below. Yes. We would love to answer them for you. Yes. And like we'll tag Lynn, yep. we'll do all I'd... of her socials um, and all of that contact information. If you are interested, you're welcome to reach out to Lynn as well. Um, I'm saying that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Good, good, good. And we are the bad dog moms. Kind, kind regards. regards.